Welcome to Lymphedema Podcast. I'm Betty Westbrook, a certified lymphedema therapist and the voice behind Lymphedema Podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to provide answers and explanations for people affected by the lymphatic disease, lymphedema. This podcast is for patients, family members, medical professionals, and anyone interested in lymphedema. Each month, I will discuss a new topic related to this disease to help you learn more and navigate better your journey ahead. Between shows, you can catch me on IGTV or Instagram TV, as well as monthly live Q&A sessions. I'm so passionate about teaching others about lymphedema that I created this podcast just for you. Thanks for joining me. I hope you're ready to learn something new today. Disclaimer, as a certified lymphedema therapist, all information provided is based on my professional experiences and education. I recommend that anyone who feels they have lymphedema or have been medically diagnosed with lymphedema seek in-person medical treatment from a certified lymphedema therapist. Lymphedema Podcast is sponsored by Eros Medical, Ryland's Feet Foundation, Juzo, Medi USA, and the National Lymphedema Network. This podcast would not be possible without these wonderful sponsors. Be sure to go show them some love by visiting their pages that are linked on the Lymphedema Podcast website. You can also find more information about each of these sponsors on my resources page. Welcome back for episode 87 of Lymphedema Podcast. This past year has been a year of growth for the podcast, and today I am interviewing Jerry Maycoid, CEO of Eros Medical, one of the newest sponsors of Lymphedema Podcast. Here's a little about Eros before I bring Jerry on. They're a sequential compression device company based in Pennsylvania. Eros Medical provides compression pumps for the treatment of primary and secondary lymphedema, as well as vascular disorders like chronic venous insufficiency and venous stasis ulcerations. As always, these are physician prescribed medical devices. So be sure to share this episode with your primary care doctor, your cardiovascular doctor, your nurse that you see to see about getting this conversation started so that you can start the process of getting this device for yourself. Let's bring Jerry in. Jerry, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Betty. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you so much for being here. So as earlier, I just mentioned that you're the CEO of Eros. Can you tell us a little bit about your background um, and what you did before becoming CEO of Eros Medical? Well, I, I think the quickest way to become a, a CEO of any company is to actually start it. So you could just give yourself your, your own title. And, and that's how, in essence, I became uh, the CEO of Eros. But I, I've been in the, um, the uh, medical device compression, specifically lymphedema devices, um, for the past 22 years as a, uh, as a DME. And, and for your audience, a, a DME, I'll use the term, it's a, it's a durable, durable medical equipment provider. So it's actually a, a vendor that would actually come out to the patient's home, um, get them fitted for the device, him or her fitted for the device, uh, educate them on how to use the device and, and handle the billing for you. So I was in that space for, for 22 years and, and, and still am. I still have that, that DME, um, but about five, six years ago, I felt a, um, a need for, uh, for manufacturing some different products for our space. And uh, I started Eros Medical, and uh, we got our first products through um, FDA uh, about 2017. So we're relatively new in in, in the uh, in the market, but uh, 
we have a lot of knowledge behind it. Well, before we get too deep into these questions, I was doing some research on pneumatic cups, pneumatic compression, other companies that are in this space. And I found something that stuck out to me. What is the difference between sequential compression device, an SCD, and an IPC intermittent pneumatic compression? Are they the same? Are they different? Uh, they're not, but you'll see those terms thrown around quite a bit and, there, and there's some confusion as far as, I always view IPC as more of a DVT kind of a, a related device. When you come out of, um, you come out of surgery, um, you'll feel that device on your calf where it's just inflating and deflating and it helps with, uh, with circulation and blood flow and it prevents uh, uh, deep vein thrombosis. So when you, if you do ever have a surgery and you feel that on your calf and they usually put them on both calves, um, that's what they're for. But with, with our device, it's, and I don't even like to use the term SCD, it's because we're gradient sequential pneumatic compression. So um, ours is, I mean, we work ourselves up the, up the leg and arm in a sequential manner. So we'll work from the fingertips and gradually move up the arm to the, uh, to the shoulder and even into the chest area. And then it's, um, uh, it's sequential that way and it's gradient in which we reduce the pressure as far as, far as each and every individual chamber is concerned. So um, some of our devices, it's a five degree gradiency, others is a, a four degree gradiency. It all depends on what type of pump you have. Uh, but it's a, our product is really um, technically more advanced than, the, than, the, um, than just simply inflating and deflating. We really do have to manage those pressures in each and every one of those chambers. So uh, that's essentially the difference between uh, the two. We, we really promote not only blood flow, but lymph flow as, as well as, as our devices are concerned. All right. Well, I was very familiar with IPC then before I even got into the lymphedema space because in physical therapy and knee replacement and hip replacement surgeries, yep. um, working in the hospital, I would have patients not wear them all the time. I'm like, you really need to wear this. I'm like, well, why? It's just a massager. And I'm like, no, your nurse was just trying to like convince you to wear it. It's actually possibly could save your life. You should really. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's funny. Cause I, we looked into that as, as a company and I'm a big believer. I couldn't agree with you more. I'm a big believer. If you go in for surgery for any length of time, uh, whether it's an hour or two, hours, I think it's, it's, it's almost mandatory that you wear it for, you know, a certain period of time, a week or two weeks post-surgery, just so uh, you eliminate that. That it, Granted, it's a small percentage as far as DVT, DVT is concerned, but if I could put a very inexpensive portable device on your calf to prevent that, um, I don't, I'm not sure why our, our insurance companies uh, don't reimburse for something like that, but uh, I, I, I love those products. I really do. All right, so now that we have this vocabulary lesson out of the way, let's dive into these devices. So you have two units. It's the Eros 6 and the Eros 8. Am I saying that correctly? Yes, you are. All right, can you tell me the key differences? I have an idea and I've actually just had my hands on one, but what is the difference between the 6 and the 8? Well, we're not very uh, imaginative when it comes to our marketing department. So when it comes to Eros 8, we're a eight chamber device and our Eros 6 is a, is a six chamber device. In, um, in our space, um, when you deal with insurances and Medicare, you, you, have, to have, a, you have to be on their uh, fee schedule. So the billing code for an Eros 8 is an EO652 device, which um, your patients won't have to worry about that, that terminology or the DMEs will handle all that billing. 
Um, and our Aero 6 is an EOS 651. It's, it's classified as a lower class model as far as pneumatic compression is concerned. But there's not only is it, is it chambers, but there's also the ability um, to reduce pressure in each chamber. What, what I really like about our Aero Sade is you can reduce pressure in each and every chamber. Um, other companies have groupings of, of, um, of chambers that they would uh, be able to control, but we're able to control if, if you want pressure reduced over, uh, just say there's an ulcer on the calf in chamber three, uh, I can reduce that pressure right on three and three alone. Uh, I, I have the ability to skip a chamber. Um, if someone's dealing with, um, you know, any significant pain or issues in the leg, I can reduce reduce the pressure on that leg until they're comfortable. And then our computer technology picks up the gradiency right after that. Um, but all the other technology that we have, Betty, and, and that I promote on in our AeroSate, our high-end product, um, we brought all that technology down to our Aero 6. So uh, we have what's called a focal mode um, on our Aeros 8, uh, which if uh, a patient of yours has some really brony edema in the forearm area, we can focus just on that forearm area in focal mode to, to loosen that up before we start, um, start our therapy mode. And we brought that technology from our eight down to our six. We also have uh, LPT or what we call clearing mode um, in which we'll work the shoulder area for upper extremity lymphedema. Um, we'll work the shoulder area for 15 or 20 minutes. Um, that's programmable as well. We could do 15 or 20 and um, we'll work that area for a certain period of time and then start right in the therapy mode. So uh, the only core difference is the, the, the chambers in each of the devices and um, the ability to reduce pressure in each ind individual chamber. And, and those guidelines are set forth by, by CMS. You have to meet certain guidelines as far as a, a low end product and a high end product. Um, but that's essentially the difference between the two. So the focal and the clearing mode, is that something that the patient at home can switch in and out of? So say if they're having a really bad swelling kind of day, they really had a lot of activity and they really need to be focal um, and they need that extra time. Can they switch in and out of that mode or is that something that you have to call and get help with? Yes, it's, it's, it's a great question. Um, our goal, we have 105 DMEs across the country. Our goal is to educate those 105. When they go into the patient's home, we, we expect that level of education to go down to our patient. Um, so you can press, any patient can press our, our start button, hold it down for five seconds and jump into any of the modes. We wanna make it somewhat um, cumbersome for the patient to get into just so they, if they're holding it down for five seconds, they wanna make a change. What I did when we manufactured the product, I didn't wanna have someone be able to just hit the pressure buttons randomly and increase pressure and put the, uh, in the, the patient into, a, into a, an area in which we don't want them. So, but yes, you can, they have access to all of our modes. They just hold the start button down for five seconds and it gives them full availability um, to, our, to our device. So really they would need to know what they were doing before Absolutely. getting in there and looking around. RIFU guide or, or instruction manual uh, has all those explanations in that. So even if you know how someone educates you on your, your, you buy your first car and they sit with you for 20 minutes and you pull out of the driveway and you lost, you don't comprehend how to put it in drive. 
All you want to know is like, how do I set my radio dial? I just want to save this preset. (laughs) Without hitting the car in front of you. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So everything's in the guide. Um, They can just look it up. It's very instructional. uh, pretty, Pretty easy. You can call our customer service department as well. We'd be more than happy to walk them through it because it's it would literally be a five minute a five minute phone call. So these sleeves, if it's a six, arrow six, you get a sleeve that fits only the arrow six, and if you have an arrows eight, your sleeve only fits the arrows eight, right? Yeah. The um, um, one of the big reasons that is where I mentioned earlier is we have each one is an individual chamber, so each one has an individual tube. Um, and the six tubes go into our six chamber, Aero six chamber device, which only has six. Um, and Aero eight the same way. We'll have uh, two sets of six and two uh, sets of eight on each device um, to take care of the bilateral, especially lower extremity patients. The majority of them are bilateral. Okay. And can you walk me through how the sizing chart works is it small medium large is it custom what's the sizing variability we have uh, a significant array of 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 different sizes to fit i would say right now we're probably fitting 99 98 percent of our patients with our slide or with our sizes um the dme that comes out will have a variety of sizes but um, they'll come out take measurements and properly fit them um, for the appropriate size um, we also have um, this year, we're putting in FDA some additional sizes to kind of close the gap on that 2% that we're not covering. Um, we, we put our, our DME at a disadvantage if we just leave that 2% um, unattended. We really want to d- develop some, a product line that really covers that, that, that gap. And we're in the process of doing that. I expect to have that out through FDA second quarter or first quarter of next year. Okay. And because the six and the eight have the same connector on upper and lower extremity, if someone has left-sided edema, lymphedema, I'm sorry, if someone has left-sided lymphedema, they could wear a left-sided arm and a left leg. I mean, they're not labeled left and right, but they could wear two garments, a left, an arm and a leg and pump at the same time. They, they could, they could do an arm and a leg and pump at the same time. It's a rarity that we do come across that, but we have the ability to do that. We have, um, when we do upper extremity, the majority of our patients will use a blocker because they'll focus either on the left or the right side, and we'll put a blocker in the the abandoned port. Uh, But yes, a patient could do um, the left side arm and and right leg, uh, no no issues whatsoever. And in an interview, I heard you talk about um, how you really take your features of your high-end garment, and instead of it, you know, working up with features, you kind of drop them down. So even your lower end garment has some great features that your higher end pump has. And one of these that I want to talk about is the vacuum feature. Um, Does both the six and the eight have the vacuum feature? Yeah, one of them, as a DME in my previous life, one of our biggest issues that we came across was uh, post-therapy. So the patient would shut the device off and the, and the sleeve would be completely inflated with nowhere for the air to go. And um, I, I, I've had many conversations with patients in which we're telling them to sit on the sleeve, uh, to force the air out. And when we started Aeros, that was the, the number one objective is like, look, let's, let's put a vacuum mode um, 
into this device uh, to make sure we evacuate all the air. So when the patient is done, we, um, we'll, we'll spend three minutes on just evacuating the air from the sleeves. We also give them the option if, if they have very large sleeves or even a, the pants or um, something that's significant with air volume, well, after the 180 seconds is up, we'll give them the option to, to do even additional time to, uh, to deflate the sleeve. So when they're done, it'll be in its original form like it just came out of the package. There should not be any air in it whatsoever. That's an easy application the next time they want to use it. I mean, I can tell you from experience, um, I'm about to get my hands on this garment and I did a really quick two cycles and I deflated it right before we started and it's in the floor and it looks like I just pulled it out of the package. It is fully yeah. deflated and I didn't have to hug it. I didn't have to stand on it or squish it or anything. So I think that that's a really helpful feature that me as a therapist, if I was in the clinic, this is a huge bonus for me um, and for a lot of my patients that I used to have. Yeah, what's, what's, and, and not knowing the, the manufacturing, I knew it somewhat, but when we, when I really got into it uh, years back, I, in my opinion, in my mind, I always felt I had to have a second device to draw the air out. But basically we use our pump, which is a significant device and it takes up a good percentage of our, of our, um, of our footprint in our, in our device. And all we do is reverse polarity. So we're pushing the air out. And then once the vacuum starts, we reverse polarity. And then we just, the, basically the pump just goes in, in reverse. So we're just drawing air out. So it has that same throughput, that same power that we use to inflate. We're using that same power to deflate. So I did a little research on your website. One of the newest devices that Eros has put out is the FA1. I don't think that's a lymphedema pump, but can you tell us about it? Sounds cool. Yeah, it's... um. It's a partnership we've been wor working on for a while. Um, Dr. Tez Singh, he's a vascular surgeon on the West Coast. Uh, we developed a relationship with him. He's actually, he, um, he writes a lot of scripts for us on the lymphedema side. And he was developing this product and for, for quite a number of years. And we developed a really, really good relationship with him. Um, we directed him to use um, our contract manufacturing people to to um, to help with his product, and um, and we've been really waiting for this thing to get through uh, the approval process. And what it does, it's a relationship. We have just a distribution agreement for the USA for the product. Um, it allows us to get into a market that we're not quite, you know, there's some overlap in what we do, but not but not much. So. But it gives Dr. Singh uh, the ability to access our 105 um, dealers throughout the country and what he needs. And um, it allows us a little diversity as far as our product line is concerned. But we're real excited about it. We'll have some product in within the next month uh, and we'll launch it. We have the website built and we're, um, we're real excited about it. Uh, in a nutshell, Betty, essentially all it does is we just apply pressure, uses pneumatic compression. Um, and basically you, you, you put the device in the upper, in the upper arm and it applies 60 uh, millimeters of uh, mercury pressure um, over the cephalic vein. And also, all we're doing is promoting healthy vein, um, vein flow. So if a patient's doing a significant amount of blood draws or having a upcoming surgery, um, it, it really allows, it promotes a healthy vein to, to allow the person to, um, to, to have easy access. Um, 
Dr. Uh, Singh's ultimate goal is for uh, AV fistula uh, procedures is, uh, and, and that's what it's really promoted for. And we wanna be on the front line of that because once that hits and gets through FDA, we'd be very, very excited about it. But um, even cancer treatments, uh, patients who deal with cancer treatments that need a, need a healthy vein for, for access, um, it, it really promotes and, um, you know, vein, vein growth, vein maturation. So in physical therapy, we use something called blood flow restriction. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's essentially a cuff, a certain gradient or percentage, depending if it's thigh or if it's upper extremity application. Um, and it builds, this one is intended to build muscle mass, um, as you're rehabbing, rehabbing and recovering from an injury or surgery. So I just thought that was really cool. Um, piece added to your um, product line. So I just wanted to learn a little bit more yeah, about you, that. You, it's funny because, you know, the weightlifters all have, you know, great vascularity on the arms and they'll have, you know, have, you'll have no issues. Uh, and that's essentially what it's trying to, to, to promote is a healthy um, vascular and arterial flow. Um, and um, the product has some great studies behind it. Uh, that we're excited about. And there'll be some more things that we'll have out on our website in the next couple of months, uh, some studies that, that are out there and are, they're waiting to be announced. So um, we're excited about the product, a low cost product for, uh, for the patient. Um, it doesn't go through uh, insurances, so you're not cumbered by, um, by the insurances, but it's a price point that's low enough where um, patients won't have um, an issue as far as the uh, just buying the, the the product off the shelf. You mentioned yeah. that you have 105 DMEs. Every dealer is its own company, so you may have you may have five reps, you may have 15 reps, you may have 20 reps. So, um, if I were to guess how many reps that we have out on the street that that educate on our on our device, I would probably say we're in the five in the five to six hundred five to six hundred range that are very knowledgeable that can educate your patients on, on how to, to use the device properly. So customer service is a huge um, draw for me as a therapist um, and working with patients in the past. Um, I've been known to just kind of drop um, a company before if the customer service isn't really what my patients need, because at the end of the day, I'm going home to my family. I can't also go home with them and help them carry out their um, home needs with their lymphedema. So customer service is really important to me. How do you guys ensure proper training and education among the sales reps and 105 DME locations? Are they all up to their own standards of education? Does Eros host a conference? How do you guys get everybody on the same page to make sure the patients are getting that education? Well, initially we have some um, great videos online as far as our education series for our DMEs to have access to at any given time. So the, the one difficulty you have with a traditional DME that is um, they may be carrying 15 different products. We give them the, the ability when they're in their, they're in their uh, car to access it via the phone to, you know, get an update or, or a rehash of what we've, we've trained for them. Because like we mentioned earlier, that's, you know, you may learn three devices after I, I taught you how to use ours. So um, they have access to a full suite of uh, videos to educate them even further on the, on the device. Uh, we go out and educate each company individually. Um, we have a DME package that we send out and then we have um, 
Michael Allerton and Christopher Allerton, two brothers here, they're they are well-versed in going out and educating our DMEs on how to use the device. Um, and and how our, we have a fairly high expectation as far as, as um, when, they, when they leave that patient's home to that make sure they're educated on it and there's no issues. Um, and we, we have some great feedback because our number is on the device and um, we have customer service here. We do get a few and we'll be more than happy to, to talk to any patient uh, regarding our device. But um, I, I think our DMEs do a very, very good job uh, as far as the education process. The, um, the other thing that you mentioned earlier is the time frame on, on getting, the, getting these devices to a patient. You may run across a company that may take, you know, one day to get it on a patient. It could take, you know, three weeks. And um, our objective is, a lot of our DMEs is get us the, uh, get us the script. Um, we'll call the patient that day. And our expectation is to, to at least engage the patient, if not have something on them within that 24, 48 hour period. Medicare is pretty straightforward on our EO651 device. So our expectation is 24 to 48 hours is, is, is very, very doable. Um, the private insurances take some time as far as the verification is concerned. So we ask our patients to, um, to be patient with us uh, and our DME on that. Some DMEs go above and beyond and, and put the device, since they have a script on the patient while the approval process is going through. Um, we do, we don't like that. The last thing I want to do is pull a device off a patient in case approval doesn't go through, but um, we'll work with the patient in those, in those scenarios. But uh, I think we have a really good network where customer service really um, isn't an issue. Um, we have an easy to apply device. It's very, very straightforward. Um, we make our garments extremely easy to put on and off. The vacuum, as we mentioned earlier, uh, eliminates all the air. So the next time they use it, there's, there shouldn't be an issue. Um, we have a lot of years of experience uh, as a DME to really, to let us know, hey, what does the patient really need? So, and our customer service really, really falls in line with that. That's a lot of good information. Um... A lot of good information for me because I have not actually been familiarized with the Eros pump before. Um, today is my first day to really get the pump in my hands um, and I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm, I'm going to mess around with it a little bit more, try out the arm sleeves and do like a full leg session. Um, and we're going to have an unboxing very soon where you guys can see the product in action in real life. Um, and we'll be getting that out quickly for you guys to see. I just wanted to recap real quick because Eros Medical is a new sponsor of the podcast. They provide a six chamber and an eight chamber compression pump with arm and leg sleeves for the treatment of lymphedema and venous conditions. Jerry, how can the audience get more information or find Eros on social media? Um, we have a, a Facebook uh, account as well as www.erosmedical.com and they'll have access to any of our other platforms as as well as our 800 number and they can contact, they can contact me directly. Um, so we'd be more than happy to help them out. And I know we have a DME in their area. So if, if, um, if they have a requirement or a need, um, we'd be more than happy to even educate some primary care doctors that, that patients may be seeing, may not be familiar with lymphedema devices and we'll be more than happy to call, to call the physician and educate them on our device to help with that whole prescription process.
Do you have anything else that you want to add? Betty, um, I, I, I love what you're doing and I enjoyed the, uh, the podcast and uh, uh, thank you very much for having us. You're welcome. Mother Teresa says loneliness and the feeling of being unwanted is the most terrible poverty. This podcast is here for you to find friendship and a community for your journey with lymphedema. I hope you enjoyed learning more about the Eros Medical Pneumatic Compression Pump. Email me with your story if you would like to share lymphedemapodcast at gmail.com or visit the website lymphedemapodcast.com to submit a topic for another episode.